Before we start the show, a quick message for any of you who are in the UK next week. After a long wait, the much-anticipated in-house recruitment live Manchester one-day conference and exhibition returns on the 6th of October. This unmissable event will gather hundreds of in-house recruiters and industry visionaries to share ideas and push boundaries. It's a day of in-person networking and speaker sessions. They have a 30-plus speaker lineup with influential figures and brands sharing their stories. To find out more and to book your place, please go to bit.ly slash IHRManchester. That's bit.ly slash IHRManchester. And that's all in lowercase. Support for this podcast is provided by SHL. From talent acquisition to talent management, SHL has the people insight to help you build a talent strategy that achieves outcomes like increased productivity, internal mobility, engagement and leadership diversity. SHL brings transparent AI technology decades of trustworthy data science and objectivity to help companies attract, develop and grow the workforce you need to succeed in the digital era. Visit shl.com to learn how you can unlock the full potential of your greatest asset, your people. There's been more of scientific discovery more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 376 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Recruiting is challenging for pretty much everyone at the moment, but how do you continue to recruit effectively in a market with long-term skill shortages, in a country whose borders have been shut for more than 18 months, and where application rates are down by 75%. My guest this week is Lorraine Carr, Talent Acquisition Manager at Class, an Australian-based fintech. Lorraine is using a combination of strategies to recruit successfully in an incredibly challenging market, and has some high-quality insights and experiences to share. Hi, Lorraine, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Matt. Thanks so much. Uh, avid fan. So, uh, yeah, great to be here. Well, an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Please could you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Lorraine Carr. I'm a talent acquisition manager at Class Limited and based here in Sydney, Australia. Tell us a little bit more about Class and uh, what the company does. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Class, so we're a young fintech SaaS business. Um, so we've been around the last 12 years with the first cloud-based SMSF. SMSF is Self-Managed Superfund Solutions in Australia. So we're an Australian business. And what our software does is uses a I suppose, a powerful combination of complex rules-based software and data aggregation from sources across the finance sector, which include your banks, your foreign exchanges, your platforms, etc. So I suppose we're, uh, we've grown quite quickly in the last two years. We've had a new CEO join us and management team. And I joined the business two years ago when kind of this happened. Um, so I suppose we're probably seeing more as a financial services company back then and our CEO who came from a digital background came on board really to 
revolutionize a business and to make us more of a technology-led innovative business um, and not just, I suppose, as SMSF superannuation we call it here, software business. So I suppose creating that software where we can simplify operations across the accounting, financial services sector, and particularly in that wealth accounting space. So yeah, it's a bit about the business, Matt. And tell us how talent acquisition has changed since you came on board. How has it developed? What kind of initiatives have you put in place? So I suppose my role um, was complete greenfield opportunity. I came in to um, really set up a function, um, going from your manual Excel spreadsheets to really high uh, recruitment agency spend and really just put some solid processes in place and develop the employment brand and the EVP on top of that. So probably the first thing I did was really kind of understand what are our values, our cultural values, and really kind of understand, are we hiring based on cultural values or is it just that kind of technical skill set? Because we had quite high attrition, um, but a good cultural side to the business. Um, So, yeah, first step I did was really kind of deep dive with the hiring managers to understand how they hired for their roles. And of course, it was all based on technical skill set. And that's why kind of there was a high attrition rate. So again, um, those cultural values really played into effect. So I created a scorecard. So and we did some training around how we could really um, understand why we have those cultural values in place and how candidates really need to kind of match our four different values. Next step was really to introduce an application tracking system um, and get that buy-in from the leadership side of things. Um, Did a review of some ATSs, built that solid business case and um, got the investment upfront from our executive leadership team and their buy-in on why we need to automate and simplify the recruitment process and how much time that saved on our side of things. Um, so that was a, a key drive in terms of building that kind of talent acquisition, reducing the time to hire and just creating that seamless feedback process for hiring managers so I can feed that back to candidates in due course. Tell us a bit about the the, the candidate market that you're that you're recruiting in recruiting in now because you know obviously markets are, are difficult all over the world, particularly difficult in technology, particularly difficult in fintech, and as I understand it, particularly difficult in Australia at the moment. Tell, tell us about what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we are in, as they call it, the war for talent. So they're, what they're calling is the great resignation. So um, the stat is it's 41% of the population globally will resign from their job, um, which is a massive amount of people. Um, so it's creating that war for talent. All the borders are closing. We just don't have enough people to fit into our jobs. And I'm particularly the challenging area for me is in your kind of development technology area. So your developers, uh, your testing automation engineers, um, and really kind of creating that diverse pipeline as well. So we're really seeing some really kind of shortfalls there. The application rates have decreased by 75%. So our major platform that people would advertise over here is called Seek. And yeah, there's a 75% reduction in people applying for roles. Um, so really, it's all about your employer employee brand, number one, 
and your EVP as well. And how are you addressing that in terms of marketing and advertising? Are you doing doing things differently? What are you doing to stand out and get your employer brand out there and, and find the right people? Yeah, absolutely. So step one, what I've done is I've done a, a redesign of my ads. Um, so I've done some measurements in terms of who's been applying for my ads in terms of gender. Um, so I found out there was a lot more. We're a technology business, so we got a lot more male applicants to our roles. Um, so I decided to redesign all our ads on the market. Um, so we all know men apply for a job when they meet only 60% of the qualifications, but women apply only if they meet 100%. Um, so I decided to um, do some A-B testing and change that in our job ad design, just to include more inclusive language. So we use a gender decoder tool to just to neutralize our language. So it's more either neutral or feminine coded, which really creates that non-biased approach to recruitment. I've also avoided using the five the years of experience, for example, five plus years of experience needed for a role. And I've replaced that with relevant experience. And that's kind of putting excluding that kind of age discrimination there. Number three, I've limited the dot points in my ads in terms of requirements. So I put that down to five or six dot points and really kind of highlighted kind of our DNI approach in our ads as well. So, for example, if you don't feel you're 100% right for this role, we'd still love to hear from you. Um, tell us what you're interested in. You might We might have a skill that we didn't realize we needed. So really just that commitment to um, keeping them engaged and we are still interested in their profile um, and just really kind of understanding um, that um, we are kind of diverse as well and we're looking for that. We're not looking for that technical skill set. It's all about cultural values as well. So the, those redesigns of my ads have been um, really kind of um, surprisingly, we've had some great results. So over the last six months, we've increased our females to the business by 40%. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm really, really proud of that. A quick message from our sponsor, Winolo. Hi everyone, I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers fast and get work done even faster. With flexible workers and no platform fees, you can save on operating costs, meet demand and maximise earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Atlanta, New York and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. Go to www.winolo.com pod. That's www.wonolo.com slash pod and take the stress out of finding workers. How important is candidate experience in all of this? Look, I'm really passionate about candidate experience and making sure that um, every single candidate um, gets a reply from me or my team in relation to their application. 
So we've committed. So we we've committed to an initiative here at Class. So we're a 2021 Circle Back Initiative employer, which is the the commitment to responding to every single applicant. Um, and we pride ourselves ourselves on that. Um, so we've probably taken a bit more of a personalized personalized high touch approach to recruitment right now and candidate experience. Um, so I've taken a taking a step back from advertising and job boards um, to understand kind of what candidates really want. Um, what would I want if I was looking for a job? Um, and again, not replying back to a candidate, not giving them feedback because they didn't get the job really doesn't do anything for your brand. So just giving them kind of that extra kind of heads up. If they're not, if they're not especially, you know, speaking about gender again, but especially females, um, I've noticed they um, they would say, oh, I don't think, I, I haven't got X, Y, Z. But it's okay. There's a certain technical skill set. We can potentially train them up in that area. So really given the full experience in terms of the breadth of the role, they've got the cultural side of things. Yeah, we're happy to move on that. So hiring really for culture ad, I suppose, rather than the culture fit side of things. And in terms of that very comprehensive, getting back to everyone, real sort of high touch candidate experience, how have you had to work with uh, the hiring managers to 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 achieve that? Is it something that, that they've embraced or have you had to do some kind of awareness building and training in that area? Yeah, um, for me, it's um, for me, it's more about kind of going from the top down. Um, so the executive leadership team, the ELT team, um, and just advising them of what's going on in the market, um, giving them the, the data, the reporting, the LinkedIn reports, the Harvard Review reports on what's happening in the market. And then really kind of any hiring manager briefings that we do, we will kind of go through the strategy in terms of how we will approach this recruitment um, in terms of, um, okay, um, if you need to get back to me ASAP um, in terms of feedback. And my application tracking system is quite um, uh, automotive. So um, as soon as an interview is finished, you'll get an email to include your feedback on, on the interview you just had. So the line manager is quite good in relation to that. And I get the feedback straight away, which I would feed back to the candidates. Um, but yeah, I would definitely do a top-down approach um, for awareness. Um, so really kind of it's known in the business how hard it is to attract candidates right now. So obviously onboarding, pre-boarding is something that's very, very important as well, making sure that the candidates that you've worked so hard to look after and, and take through the recruitment process and select actually turn up on day one. What do you do in those areas? Good question. So um soon as we have a contract signed, sealed and delivered, um, I straight away get my colleague to get, get on board with the pre-onboarding. So you have to remember, they've still got four weeks in their current role. You've got every single recruiter um, kind of hitting them up on LinkedIn with messages. Um, so you really need to engage them in that pre-onboarding process. Um, so what we would do is really focus on um, getting the hiring managers to get in touch with them, inviting them to um, any events in the meantime, in the four weeks, so they're truly engaged in the process and in the company. 
um, make sure we have all their paperwork. We also get them to send us through a, a bio of themselves, their likes, um, who they are and what they like um, as a person. Um, so it really engages them in the process as well. And then when they start, obviously we're all working remotely at the moment. So we send them out a, um, an onboarding pack um, with, a, with a T-shirt and a pen and a bit of a, some swag to really get them going. And also um, make sure that they're, we have them set up for day one in terms of their their uh, all their technology, laptop, Slack, the whole thing. So they're really engaged. They have a buddy. Yeah. So and they're set up with meetings for the first two weeks. So I think that's super, super important to keep them engaged because they're all starting um, to work remotely as well, um, which can be challenging. You've never met your peers. Collaboration, engagement, I think is super, super important as well. Earlier on, you mentioned your ATS and how you how you put that in, and the sort of the level of automation that, that you have. How important is recruiting technology to what you do? I mean, how important do you think it is to talent acquisition, and how might it develop for you in the future? I mean, it's a no brainer, really. Before, when I just started in this role, I had nothing. Um, I didn't have anything to advertise on. Um, and then I calculated the amount of time I was doing, running through applications, getting back to people, trying to schedule in interviews with the hiring managers. When all that's in one um, ATS and one tech tool, it just does it for you. And then it's always, there's always evolution in your tech tool. So by integrating your your referencing tool, um, I'm now looking at kind of getting a, a CRM on top of my ATS as well to create more avid talent pipelines um, and text messaging as well. So um, yeah, that that will be the future for it for it too as well. It will always be kind of evolution. There'll be new AI tools. Um, it's super super important, I think, to to really kind of be in the forefront and the forefront of innovation, really and forward thinking. Um, yeah, I don't think you're going to get anywhere if you don't have an ATS and you've got a busy company. Expanding on that slightly as a as a final question, tell us what, what you think about the future of talent acquisition in general. What do you think is going to happen over the next two to three years? Where, where do you think we're heading? Yeah, I think really, um, I suppose, employee value proposition needs to be re-looked at at the moment. Um, it's changed because we're now living in a remote world. So, um there needs to be definitely a more human aspect to it. Um, and what I mean is people want to feel understood um, and have those deeper connections with um, it's with their teams, um, with this hybrid world. Um, there needs to be the whole flexibility, that radical flexibility. You're not, we won't have a nine to five world at the moment. Uh, we won't have a nine to five job. Um, it's you're running in now collecting kids or if you're solo parenting, carers, etc. So there needs to be that kind of flexibility um, as well. Personal growth is probably really, really important as well. But looking inside out, so looking internally at what staff you have and how you can grow them and keep them really. I spoke earlier about the great resignation. Um, you can need to turn that into probably more of a an opportunity in, in terms into 
into, I suppose, looking at as the great opportunity and looking internally and how you can use your employees in terms of their skill sets and how they can kind of move sideways, move up within the organization instead of losing them to another key competitor. As well, I think a really, really important employers have to look at their well-being of their staff, um, especially in this world we're living in as well, um, as there is a lot going on. And probably that shared purpose as well in how, why employers, why employees would want to work for a company. It's all about that shared purpose. Is this a company I want to work for? How do they give back to society? Um, And not that purely driven kind of profit, revenue driven. It's as well kind of that shared purpose, I think, is really, really important. So kind of long term, I think that's where kind of that new employee value proposition and framework will really kind of operate um and yeah it needs to go i think (laughs) the rain thank you very much for talking to me no worries thanks so much appreciate it have an awesome day my thanks to lorraine carr you can subscribe to this podcast in apple podcasts on spotify or via your podcasting app of choice please also follow the show on instagram You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.